So we're on concept 10 today, and these are three readings from Paths to Recovery. I must also remember that when authority is delegated to me, I'm not only given responsibility, but I'm also accountable for the results. I'm supposed to be able to report, this job was mine to do. I did the job, this is the result. If I'm a group treasurer, I'm responsible for collecting the money, paying the bill, etc. This authority has been given to me by the group, but I'm also accountable to the group and give reports on what has been collected and what has been spent. Um, second reading, I was a newcomer. I consider that a good excuse for the time I wanted others to bear all the responsibility while I hung on to the authority to make decisions. And the third one, excessively detailed management or checks at every step of the way is not only inefficient, it can also cause demoralization and resentment. Thus, in Al-Anon, ultimate authority is never used unless our trusted servants are in serious error and are clearly ineffective or interfere with others' work. And I probably should have read what the concept is first, but you're probably getting the general impression. So the Al-Anon concept 10 is this. Service responsibility is, man sorry, service responsibility is balanced by carefully defined service authority and double-headed management is avoided. That's going in the chat. The AA concept 10, the long form uh, for reference is also going in the chat. Every service responsibility should be matched by an equal service authority. The scope of such authority to be always well-defined, whether by tradition, by resolution, by specific job description, or by appropriate charters and bylaws. And I'm just going to post those three readings in the chat as well. There we go. So, as with all of the other concepts, um, there are all sorts of uses. The steps are very good. They'll get you some of the way there, but I think the detail of the programs and the traditions and the concepts in terms of how one actually lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, it's as though the steps of the Christmas tree, the actual tree itself and the um, traditions and the concepts of the decorations that turn it from something you've dug up from the woods into an actual Christmas tree um, or Hanukkah bush. <laughs> So the ideas from those three readings, and this is this is just in the order my notes are in. This is not an indication of the significance. Uh, I think concept ten is linked to concept three. So this idea of responsibility and authority going together. If you give me a job to do, give me the authority to determine how I'm going to do it, which is concept three. Don't don't be up in my business interfering. And uh, I work for a lot of different clients and there are a lot of different types of clients. And I think this is linked to tradition nine as well. I've noticed that the clients with very, very complex procedures are also the ones that are constantly micromanaging and telling you precisely how to do this and precisely how to do that. And all of the, the hoops they make you jump through are not actually improving the quality of the work, they're just ticking boxes for people. 
and they actually slow you down and distract you from the thing you're supposed to be doing. And someone once said to me, rules and procedures are there to make up for incompetence. When people are competent, they don't need rules and procedures at all. So the more rules and procedures in place, the more incompetence is being attested to. And I've, I've seen that again and again in, in business. And so one of the points about trusting God uh, for me is that I don't need to, as Mary Oliver says, walk uh, on my knees in the desert 100 miles repenting. I'm allowed to choose to operate in bits of the world which are congenial to operate in. And I've chosen, I don't like being micromanaged. If you don't trust me to do the job, don't ask me to do it. And does this cut off lots of work opportunities? Yes, it does, absolutely. But uh, it means I only work for people I like working for and I enjoy my work a lot more. And am I short of work? No, because I end up working for very competent agencies and competent people tend to recognise each other. C.S. Lewis talks about that in, in one of his essays. Um, uh, the, well, I'll <laughs> remember later, I'll tell you. The Inner Circle, that's it. Um, I've also found that when I'm micromanaged, I, people still hold you accountable for the results, but you're not able to get the result you want to get because your high, hands have been tied along the way. So it's a really invidious position to be uh, um, uh, to be placed in um, also uh, it works the other way around as well I must be very very careful not to micromanage so uh, my mother's French and you know what that means about cooking uh, we <laughs> in Germany we have ways of making you talk in France we have ways of making you cook and uh, this means if someone else is cooking uh, in the same building as me, everyone, I'm ordered to stay out of the kitchen because I'll just go French on everyone and you, you do not want that. So I've, I've, it's taken a long time to learn to do that. Um, authority and responsibility going together is the second little topic. And... Uh, some good examples in, is in step nine. Uh, step nine is the first step where you're, where the rubber is really meeting the road, as it were. It's the first step where you're going out there into the world with the program. One has to be terribly careful. And so I'm always very hesitant to stipulate exactly how a sponsor make amends for a particular harm because they're going to be interacting with third parties. I only have the information I've been given, and one is never given. Maureen used to say to me, they only ever give you 65% of the information, and that's on a really good day. There is always 35% which is invisible to you, and that even a 1% gap, I've noticed, sometimes a single fact changes the complexion of a whole situation. So I'm extremely hesitant to stipulate how an amend must be made because it's the sponsee that has to live with the consequences of the effects of making that amend. So that's an example of responsibility and accountability going together. Um, also in AA, there is a, uh, sorry, in Al-Anon, there is a, uh, uh, an almost sort of uh, Darwinian 
uh, law operating in that if I do a bad job, I'm going to be held accountable for it by the universe. If I'm a horrible sponsor, a bad sponsor, those are two different things, but you can be a good sponsor and horrible. Um, uh, if I'm a bad sponsor, people just will go away, they'll go to someone else. So when I'm uh, discharged as a sponsor, I always ask, should I have done something differently? Would I have done something differently? What can I learn from it? Uh, sometimes one's done it right and, and it's the right thing that they go to someone else you, or you've done the work you were there to do and they're ready that they are ready for the next part of the journey but sometimes there are very different diff, uh, very important things that I've learned from that uh, also I think it's very helpful when there is an important role uh, for instance um uh, the secretary or treasurer or GSR of a, of a group for the to be more than one person to go for the role um, because then the person who gets voted in is not merely being slotted in because the group is frightened of not having in, anyone in the role. Uh, I saw a situation where someone made very great play of how they were going to go for the GSR role uh, in a particular meeting and a couple of weeks before the actual vote someone else went for it and oh <laughs> yeah should have been there for that and there was a vote and the person who'd been angling for it for months didn't get it and this is accountability I think at some level uh everything one does in recovery is observed I think People are watching whether they know they're watching or not and everything is spotted. So how the world reacts to me, it's no good me dismissing someone who shall remain nameless. Um, uh, a while ago was talking about a work situation where their boss was having a go at them and they said, well, I must pray for them because they're obviously sick. And I, well, maybe... Maybe they are, but maybe, what if your boss had a point? So one's got to be very careful dismissing other people as spiritually sick just because they say something that one finds disagreeable. Um, even harsh critics will very often have a good point. It may be packaged appallingly, but there is always something to be learned there. And I think this is, if, if I'm doing stuff in the world, which is the taking response, uh, which is the authority, exercising authority, then the responsibility is for me being accountable for the results and I get to observe the effects that I'm, I'm having and it's very uncomfortable. Um, uh, similarly, another way in which the, 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 the world will hold me accountable, when I'm not being asked to sponsor, you know, having done the, if you're in the middle of the steps or in an early stage, it's a different kettle of fish but if one's done the steps and no one is asking them and i've gone through phases of no one asking me that's that's the universe holding me accountable saying there is something going on here do you want to look at that and then i look at that and fix it uh last point um about taking uh responsibility so responsibility being accommodated where it belongs is I have a, a terrible tendency towards 
victimhood. Um, and victimhood consists in complaining of a, uh, a state of affairs and shifting responsibility to other people. So, for instance, if I am complaining and blaming others for a particular meeting being terrible, the question is, what am I adding to the meeting? What am I contributing to the meeting? Am I, uh, is my, what's my demeanor like in the meeting? Am I sitting there rolling my eyes? Uh, am I sharing? Am I doing service? And when I'm not sharing, uh, rather than sitting there complaining about other people and what they're saying or not saying, how about I sit there and pray for them during the meeting? So that during the whole meeting, even if the content is not to my liking, I'm either trying to carry a message or I'm praying for other people. And it's impossible not to have a splendid meeting. Those are the two activities one is undertaking during the meeting. Uh, there's an awful lot I can take responsibility for. Um, and I think the last um, the last point is double-headed uh, authority, double-headed management. So um, Jonathan and I have got our various duties and responsibilities pretty much divided up, things he's responsible for and things I'm responsible for with a little bit of a right of veto. But there are, there are all sorts of things where even trivial things, it's best that one of us decides. And so with working out what to watch on Netflix, if we both try and have a hand in the decision, we end up watching something that neither of us wants, but we think will placate the other person. <laughs> and so we both sit there bored and then go and do something else. It's much easier for one person to just watch the thing they want to watch and have the other person be patient. Um, so there we go. That's all I have. I'm going to turn the recording off.